Welcome to another episode of the Zenpreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want more money and less stress. The Zenpreneur Podcast is hosted by serial entrepreneur and high-performance coach Mario Lanzarotti. Listen as Mario and his inspiring guests share the insights, strategies, and habits that allow you to grow your business with peace of mind so you can enjoy more wealth and freedom. Learn how to build the mindset and habits you need to find the balance between a successful business and a thriving personal life. And now, here is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Hello and welcome, my friends, to the Zenpreneur Podcast. This is your host, Mario Lanzarotti. Today, I have an amazing guest with us who is going to share a load of value that will enrich your life and help you tap into your full potential. He's called the Potentialist. After years of struggling to find his identity, David decided to go on a journey with one question in mind. Who am I supposed to be? That's a great question to ask yourself these days. That question finally led him to find his purpose. David Corsini is now a certified trainer and coach of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. He's a public speaker, a father, and a business strategist. And he is committed to unlocking the human code in teaching others how to access their genius. David, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, my friend. It's such a pleasure to be on your show. I mean, we've been friends. And finally, this culmination is truly a blessing. Yes. David, why the potentialist? Why do you call yourself the potentialist? It's a cool name, but what is that all about? Yeah. So I remember I was actually kind of searching. I had figured out kind of who I was and what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to express it as quickly as I could. And one of my highest values in life is potential. Now, to me, potential means the expression of like our highest version of ourselves, right? And I believe every single person has the responsibility to unleash as much of that potential as possible. And in doing so, causing others to be inspired. Now, I know I go by the name, the potentialist. I believe anyone who is on that journey is also a potentialist. Mm. So I was, mm. it's actually funny. I just watched a documentary called The Minimalist, mm. at, which is about living, living on as little as possible, like the bare minimum necessities. And I was talking to a buddy of mine and we were like, dude, he was helping me brand this thing. And I, we were talking and I was like, yeah, you know, like potential is really important to me. And then we were just sitting there and I was thinking about the documentary and I was like, minimalist potential, minimalist potential. I was like, oh, what about the potentialist? And immediately we were both like, whoa. Mm. So moment. Interesting story. Interesting story. So as a potentialist, I know you do NLP, you're a trainer, um, you've reached a high level of mastery in NLP. What do you do for people? Like if, if somebody comes to you and says, uh, you know, I need help uh, in my business, uh, revenue is stagnating, I'm not really getting ahead. What what can somebody like you, a potentialist, offer them? Thanks for asking. And I believe the answer is different for everyone. So when people usually ask, what do I do? I I tell them I'm an advisor. And I help them in whatever business strategy, business modeling, or personal development they need as it pertains to whatever solution they're looking to create. And where NLP really helps me is that personal development side. Because anyone who owns a business, and Mario, you can probably attest to this, 
usually the business can never quite exceed the level that someone is at in their personal development, right? And what I've noticed is when people are looking for the next step, it's either the business hasn't caught up to who they are and they may need some business strategy or the business has caught up to who they are and the next level is getting them to be even more than where they are now. Mm. I love that. And I want to unpack that because this is a very interesting statement that you make, right? You say that the reason people aren't getting ahead in business is because where they want to be is not a match to who they are right now, right? So they need an upgrade. Can you be a bit more specific in that? Like, what does that mean that they they need more personal development in order to grow? Because ultimately, when you look at business, if you want to grow your business, you know, you can really nail it down to a few do X, Y, and Z things. You know, you have a business, you need to get a service and you need to vet the service. You need to test it with the market. Once you have the, the service tested, okay, then time to scale it up, sell to more people, get more clients, do more marketing, very simple on paper. However, for most entrepreneurs, it's not simple. It's actually quite hard. So I'm wondering, how do you look at that then in terms of personal development and that being the key to you growing the business? Right. And getting it even more simple than that, business is purely you generate leads, you convert leads, and you service them once mm. they are converted. Mm. Once you're done servicing them, then maybe you ask them for referrals, which generates leads. Then you convert those leads and you service those right. leads. So if the business isn't working, it's usually in one of those three bottlenecks. You know, if you don't get repeat clients or you sell a lot, but then no one comes back, well, maybe you're not servicing well. Um, if you're just, you know, I just, I'm not converting because I'm not even getting any leads. Well, you're not generating enough leads. There are people that generate tons of leads, but then they're not converting. Now, mm. once you start to unpack that, you realize there are skills involved in all three of those. Right. Sometimes they're not just skills. Sometimes it's a mindset, right? If someone is scared of approaching people, to even generate leads, there is something behind that that needs to be unpacked. AKA, their, bu their business is exactly at where they are because they are mm. in a place of fear. They are creating from that place of fear, from lack of confidence. And I believe lack of confidence usually comes from lack of love for oneself. And there's a lot to be done there. So when I first start working with someone, we literally talk nothing about business. Well, I have to get an idea of where they are at. And then we dive deep into what I call their model of the world, how they see the world and how they see the problems that are presenting themselves. Because Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem with the same level of thinking that's created it. And most entrepreneurs are trying to solve their problems with the same level of thinking that have created their problems to begin with. Yeah. So when I say leveling up their personal development, it can also, it can be skills, you know, maybe they're not converting because they don't know how to sell, or maybe they're scared to sell because they were taught that selling is bad. And, you know, it's like being a used car salesman, you're selling, you're, you know, I can't sell my family members or my friends because, you know, I care about them. Well, if you believe in your product, then it's actually 
out of integrity to not sell them on that product, right? Because if you think that people mm. need it, you want to tell everyone. So there's an incongruence there. And I usually relate that between the incongruency in their conscious mind and their subconscious mind. Consciously, they know they want to do this. Subconsciously, they're like, they start going down that path and then it, whoop, it starts to turn. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I see yeah. most entrepreneurs at. Mm. Very, a couple of very interesting points that you make, you know, two things that I want to talk about. First thing that I want to talk about what you said about the correlation between love and confidence. And then what I would love to talk about is the importance of investing in your mindset as an entrepreneur, because there's so many entrepreneurs that I, that I, that I see that talk about mindset being some, some, some sort of a fluff thing, right? It's like, ah, you don't really need mindset. You just need to do the things that you, you know, you read in the books or you hear on the podcast, you know, come on, just take action kind of thing. But before we dive in there, let's talk about the relationship between self-love and confidence. Can you elaborate on that? So what is confidence, but essentially feeling good and feeling like you've got it, right? Like I, I can do this is essentially mm. confidence. Yeah. Trust now right, in yourself. Trust in yourself comes from love in yourself. When you're mm. out of trust, you are operating out of a place of fear. Fear is the complete opposite of love. They are the two dualities. And what I see is normally when they're entrepreneurs, and mind you, they're entrepreneurs that think they are confident and exude a false level of confidence. I know because I used to be there. I used Can to you elaborate on that. What does that look like? It looks like, you know, the fake it till you make it statement. Well, I believe there's a slight difference between faking it until you making it and acting as if like the active as, mm. as if principle faking faking it until you're making it means you already know you are not that thing you subconsciously know you are not that thing that it's like using affirmations they've actually proven affirmations can do more harm than good on people that have chronic depression Right. If someone's chronically mm. depressed and they tell themselves, I love myself, I'm good, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. It actually has an inverse effect of what they think it's going to do. Why? Interesting. Because subconsciously they know they're lying to themselves. Hmm. Same thing with fake confidence. Now, at a deeper subconscious level, I truly didn't love myself. On the external plane, it looked like, oh yeah, I, you know, I'm great, I'm awesome, I'm fantastic, blah, blah, blah. But there was always that like emptiness in it. Mm. It 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 was a lonely feeling of confidence. Once I went internally, because I believe if you don't go within, you go without. Once I went mm. within myself, once I went deeper, and I realized that there was that incongruence. Once I released that, I started to embody a loving place of confidence. Rather than the fear of if I'm not confident, then all these bad things will happen, right? And through that, through the loving 
it was like a newfound level. It was a congruent level. It was people came up to me and said, Hey, David, your energy is completely different. Like I was attracting things that were maybe not for my highest good because at a deeper level, I was incongruent. And what incongruent means is what we are, what the external is showing is not reflecting the internal. It's like somebody that doesn't believe they're beautiful and gets plastic surgery, but still feels not beautiful. So then they get more plastic surgery and more plastic surgery. I would say that's the best description of what I can analogy for the fake confidence. Like someone who gets, and I'm not knocking plastic surgery in general. I believe if you truly want it, that's great. Also do the internal work. So your inside reflects the out, the new outside. All too many times I've seen after the plastic surgery, internally, they have not changed. And it, you can tell if you truly watch someone, they still feel that lack they still feel not enoughness even though they did what they thought they needed to feel enough yeah yeah so this is great so essentially what i'm hearing in that is like this fake confidence that you're describing operates on the most outer level of ourselves and because it operates there, it's very weak. You know, a drop of water comes on it, somebody makes a comment and says, uh, um, oh, you know, you, did, did you do something with your skin? And uh, and immediately the whole, the whole facade starts crumbling. So what do you mean? Like you feel attacked, you go into retreat or you go into attack mode. And so it just messes with your whole center you're not able to stay focused you're often dealing with emo- with with lower emotions or negative thoughts and so you can't stay focused on the course whereas what you're saying is when you do the inner work you have a much deeper rooted sense of confidence or if we take another analogy i would look at a tree the one tree is the fake confidence the roots only go maybe a meter deep I know that you're from the U.S., but you're also Italian, so you understand what what a meter is. Thank yeah, God. <laughs> for for all the rest of you, it's three feet. Thank you, David. <laughs> um, that tree can't grow tall. That tree can't withstand a storm. That tree cannot hold you know, some kids climbing on top of it and wanting to uh, hang out there. But if you go deeper with the inner work, you have stronger, deeper roots that can withstand the storm, that can withstand you not having clients a month, that can withstand your partner leaving you, that can withstand you having some sort of a a health issue, right? When you have the deeper roots, you have more of the strength and the longevity to to play the infinite game. Absolutely. And we all know in entrepreneurship, when it's good, it's good, right? Right? When it's, when the obstacles show up, when the challenges show up is when some fold and some take that as the biggest opportunity in their life. It's like the 2008 crisis. There were people that lost absolutely everything. And there were people that amassed so much wealth in that moment. That was incredible. It catapulted them. They could have retired. 2020. I was, I'm going to tell you, I was in my fake confidence. I thought the whole world was going to be completely different. And I was, oh my God, look at the world. It's never going to be the same. I didn't invest in the stock market. I was like, dude, this is going to keep dropping and dropping. And my friends were like, dude, invest right now. Like it fucking dropped. 
it's about to go back up. I'm like, no. They made tons of money because they were deeper rooted in that confidence. They came from a place, more of a place of love than of fear. They they were able to be calm, saw things for what they were, rather than looking at everything through fear. And that's where you said when your roots are deeper rooted, it doesn't matter the environment. Because yeah. your roots will hold you down, ground you. So you'll be able to do whatever you need to in that moment, no matter what the environment says. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it really underlines how important this work is and the work on loving yourself and you know a lot of i feel men in the entrepreneurial space see this as a little bit more on the fluff side it's like ah, i don't need this stuff you know and so even even i've heard people talk about mindsets like ah you know mindset it's such an overused term mindset and yet i feel most people don't really get what mindset work really does and why it's so incredibly important. So I'd love for you to speak a little bit into the importance of investing in your mindset and what that, how that impacts the journey of entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And I think you hit it, you hit the nail on the head, right? Knowing, understanding the way the mind works, we try to generalize everything into certain buckets. It makes it easier for us to store information, right? Mm -hmm. And you're completely right. Mindset has been so overused. It's such a saturated word nowadays. And mindset, what most people attribute it to is like motivation. Hmm. They attribute it to, you know, accountability, right? They attribute it to being consistent. So an entrepreneur who is motivated and, you know, they keep themselves accountable and they're, they're consistent in what they do. Well, I mean, why do I need mindset? Why, why do I need to do any work in mindset? Mindset is what got me here. Mindset is what's separating me from people that aren't entrepreneurs. Well, there are levels to mindset. Number one thing is I don't believe anyone can motivate another. Motivation is your motive for action. No one can tell you what your motive for action is. But let me tell you something. There, there are deeper levels for action. There are deeper motives for your action. I mean, saying I need to pay the bills <laughs> is a motive for action, right? get you to do work that's not going to withstand those tough times your roots are not going to be that deep you're not going to be yeah. a well-rooted tree so yeah. if you think of your motive for action as the roots right think of it as your purpose the deeper your purpose the more grounded you are in who you are the more you can withstand anything. And I actually had, I went through a process one time and I sometimes teach this uh, called the seven levels deep exercise where you go seven levels deep on why you want success, right? And anyone out here can just do it quickly. Uh, just think of right out, like, why do I want success? Answer it. Now, take that answer and you ask yourself, why do I want that? And you keep doing that for seven levels. At the end of it, you get idea. a completely... Exactly. Let's do it with me. Completely. You want to do it with me? All right. As a, as a, as a means to show to our audience what this looks like and how powerful this is, I would, I would love to, to do it. Cool. All right, Mario, why do you want success? Why do I want success? Because I want to start, start impact other people. Surface. Start a little surface. Okay. 
Because I know um, you're gonna start down. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to get to the surface. Is it? It's it's challenging for me because I I don't really play on the surface. But why do I want success? Let's yeah. say because I want to make a lot of money to have a great lifestyle. Cool. And why do you want to make a lot of money to have a great lifestyle? Because then I get to share that with the people I love. And why do you want to share it with the people you love? Because that would allow me to make an impact in their lives and help them live a better life. And why do you want to help them live a better life? Because helping other people makes me come alive. And why is you becoming alive important? Why is me becoming alive important? Great question. Mm. Because when I come alive, other people will be inspired by that and come alive too. And why is it important for other people to come alive? Because the more people come alive, the less suffering we have in the world. And why is it important to have less suffering? Because then we have world peace. Seventh level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if someone's operating from their motive of, I want more money and a better lifestyle, they will be able to withstand a certain amount of adversity. Someone that operates from world peace will be able to withstand a lot more. I mean, Elon Musk sold PayPal, could have just retired, and he had a lot deeper purpose. He, you know, you can debate the interplanetary species thing, but his intention for it is he sees not 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road. He's looking centuries down the road. He's like, if humans continue down this path, there's only one There's only one way for us to continue to survive, and that's interplanetary travel. Yeah. And he, Tesla almost went bankrupt. Solar City, same thing. SpaceX, who thought he could even do what he's doing with SpaceX? His motive for action allows him to keep going no matter what he smoked weed and then never like tesla's stock dropped considerably <laughs> and then he's like yeah it doesn't matter because i know my purpose right no matter what how he gets attacked he knows his purpose so one of the things i help people with is <laughs> I believe to find your purpose, you also have to realize what has disconnected you from that purpose to begin with. Mm. And I, I believe we are born with a purpose. We actually don't need to find it. We don't need to learn it. We don't need to do any of those things. We just need to remember what it is. So why... Why did we forget? Because at some point we have disconnected from who we truly are. Because our beingness could not know, not not know what our purpose is. It's who we are. It is an expression of who we are. So when you don't truly know your purpose, it's because you've disconnected from who you truly are. Mindset isn't just positive thoughts. Mindset is getting to the core 
of your essence. Mindset is remembering who you are and why you were put on this earth. Mindset is the deepest work you can ever do. And there are levels mm. to it, right? Mm. Mm. That's amazing. I love this. And I want to dive even deeper. Why did we get disconnected? Why do we forget who we truly are? What What is it that does that in, in our lives? So among my certifications, I'm also a certified hypnotherapist. And it was really funny. Once I got my certification in that, I told some friends. And they started to laugh. They're like, dude, no way I'm going to let you put me in a trance. Oh. And the more you do this work, the more you realize most of society is sleepwalking. We are in a trance. And actually, if you want the scientific definition of trance, it is when we have four different wavelengths, right? So we have alpha, beta, uh, delta, and theta. And what happens is the deeper you go, the essentially the deeper in your subconscious you are, the more in trance you are. But when we're sleeping, we're, be we're usually in delta and theta. When you kind of wake up, you're at beta. And then when you're completely awake and conscious and doing all the things, you're in alpha. Alpha is only created when we are seven years old. So before seven, we are actually operating out of, in the beginning stages, some delta and then beta. Our first seven years are literally a trance. We're going through life mm. in trance. And what happens is those are the seven years we get programmed. Now, based on our parents, our environment, society, and all of the things, we start to develop certain values. We start to develop certain behaviors. We start to develop certain beliefs. And those beliefs can be empowering beliefs. They can be disempowering or limiting beliefs. And here's a good example. Let's take a kid in first grade. So he's about six years old. And the teacher asks a question. The first grader is like, oh my God, this is an easy question. I know the answer. Raises his hand or her hand. The teacher calls on them, say the answer, and it's dead wrong. All the kids laugh at them. Maybe even the teacher says something. Now, in that moment, the subconscious mind wants to always keep us safe. In that moment is a traumatic experience for a six-year-old. The subconscious mind wants to protect you from ever feeling that way ever again. So it can create a belief. And maybe the belief is I'm stupid. Or if I speak up, I'll get ridiculed. Different beliefs like that. And when you're six, and you're trying to protect yourself, it might serve you. When you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, and you're trying to generate leads, or convert those leads, and you have a belief of if I speak up, I will be ridiculed, it's going to be pretty tough. Oh. Now that's one event. How many events happen between zero and seven? No. You stack all those things up, and it actually starts to disconnect you from who you truly are. Every single one of those beliefs, every single one of those experiences that we repress, because we're human, we're going to have those experiences, but it's when we don't understand them, when we start to repress those emotions, 
that it then creates that disconnect. And through all of that programming, through all of that conditioning, we have disconnected ourselves. So until you start to reconnect, it's tough to find what that purpose is. It's tough to find, you know, who you truly are and who you're meant to be in this world. Because mm. one of my favorite superheroes is Spider-Man. And it's not because of Spider-Man. It's because of Uncle what Uncle Ben told Spider-Man. Mm. With great power comes great responsibility. Here's the thing. We all have a great power. Most of us have just forgotten how powerful we are. Yeah. And it's not just our responsibility when we have our power. It's our responsibility to remember what that power is. Yes, 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 yes. So good. And... You know, what you say is so true, and I'm, I'm fully in alignment with that. And I want to bring some context to this because I can speak, I can show people what that looks like. Because oftentimes I find if you, unless you have done that inner deep work, it's often like it's hard to find the touch points. But to give you an example for, for all of our listeners, I remember when I was in second grade in school in Germany, and I brought a ball to school and we were playing outside in the yard. And then one of the girls picked up the ball, stopped the game, looked at me in front of everybody on the schoolyard and said to me, Mario, that's against the rules. You can't do that. That's wrong. And in that moment, I felt petrified. I felt so ashamed because I felt pointed out. And the message for me was, you're wrong. And that was in front of everybody. So I felt deeply ashamed. And so the way that I responded to that was go into attack. I went to her, I took the ball and I said, this is my ball. I make the rules. I will show you. And I will show you became my life's mantra from that point onwards. I always tried to prove myself. I had to be the best looking, the fastest, the strongest, the coolest kid, the smartest kid, you name it. I've always had to be somewhere at the top at my game and whatever I did. And naturally, that helped me in the materialistic world to get ahead, right? On the outside, my life always looked great. And people, you know, when, when they hear me talk, people that know me from the past, you know, I've had a conversation, I've had conversations like, oh, come on, what do you mean? I mean, look at, look at your life. You had a phenomenal life. And I agree, I had. However, the shadow side of that was I... And I, I cheated on almost every girlfriend that I had. I, I sabotaged all my relationships. I never allowed real intimacy in my life. Um, I became hooked on party drugs. I became severely depressed and close to suicide. And those are some serious things. And because of this need to prove myself, for me, and this is now connecting it to the entrepreneurial lifestyle, Making strategic connections and collaborations and asking people for help is crucial to moving ahead in a, an efficient way. It took me a long time for, to allow this. I, I had the lone wolf syndrome, tried to prove to everybody around me that I don't need anybody. I can do it myself. So I would go into the tunnel and hustle and grind and hustle and grind. And everything for me was so much harder to achieve because I didn't allow any help in my life. I didn't want it because it would have conflicted with, with my need to prove myself. Because the moment I would accept help, what it would, would have said about me is that I'm weak. So this is just to show you how these things impact you. And I remember very much the moment I went back there and I healed what happened, I experienced so much freedom in my life. Like... Naturally, there were a lot of tears that came with that, but the degree of freedom was just like I took off a 200-pound jacket and it dropped. And I vividly remember the, the period after I healed that, I was so powerful in my business in the way that I showed up connecting left and right, no problem asking for help. Today, as part of what I coach and teach is to create strategic alliances and to master relationships because that's how you open all the doors you need way faster and with more ease. 
And so I really love the point that you made about that. And I think this is something that so many people really need to look at. And, and I want to ask you, what would you say is a good way to get started, right? We all have these traumas in our past of the things that happen and that affect the way that we show up each and every day in the business. But where would you start with that? How would you recommend to somebody that hasn't necessarily done the very deep work and wants to dive in? It all, first of all, perfect way to take all the concepts we just talked about and relate it to the entrepreneur. Um, because essentially where that, that I'll show you got you to where you were, but it wasn't going to get you to the next level. Thank you. Yes. And a lot of this is when speaking to entrepreneurs, when speaking to those high level people, most of them are the smartest person in the room. Even if they didn't want to be the lone wolf, it feels lonely. Mm. Yeah. And I would say surrounding yourself with other people. I know for us too, what helped us was diving in and maybe hiring a coach, hiring a mentor, hiring an advisor, right? Um, depending on where you're at, because some people are like, okay, well, I have the money to do that. Some people don't, and it's okay. We're all in different stages of life. I would say when we feel one, going through that seven levels deep will help. And two, mm. kind of unpacking why we do what we do. Unpacking like what's driving me right now? What question do I keep asking myself? Because there are certain questions that can drive you to success and they'll drive you to a successful burnout. <laughs> they'll drive you to a successful self-sabotage. We're taught that we can't have it all, right? You either focus on career or you focus on family. You either focus on relationships or you focus on career, right? You can have it all. So maybe one of the questions you're asking yourself is like, what am I choosing? And really, what I say is you've always got to sit with yourself. You've got to create the space for you to get in touch with yourself. Hmm. I know when I was, you know, starting off in my entrepreneurial journey, I... I worked as hard as possible and then I partied as hard as I worked. I, I would work, you know, easily 10 hours a day. And then I would still go out five, six times a week. I actually felt anxiety if I stayed home like two or plus evenings in a row. I felt anxiety. I didn't realize that anxiety was because I was too scared to face what was really going on. I was just trying to numb myself. And it can seem like a scary task, but isn't it scarier to go through your whole entire life 
with this than just face it once, twice, thrice, and getting to the root cause of it? You can do it on your own. You can do it faster with someone else that has done it before and has the tools to help. And it's still possible to do it on your own. There are a few books that can help. Definitely getting reading books about some spirituality will help. Because uh, a lot of entrepreneurs will read a lot of books and it's to get a new skill in business, right? But I believe until we start to be intentional with what we do, we are living an unintentional life. And unless you know what's driving you, you are being driven unintentionally. Yes. Yes. That's a powerful powerful quote. Yeah. It leads also to not being fulfilled because you're Mm. creating success from a place. It's almost a place of competition because like what you said before, before you're, you were operating from a place of external. I'll show you as an external thing. And then you also looked for all the external things to show off, right? You were showing them to show off all the external things that you've, you had amassed. But when you're operating from that place, it's actually like a place of competition. And when you feel like you're competing, it's actually from a place of scarcity because you can only compete when there is a lack of resources. The opposite of competition, mm-hmm. when, by the way, when there's a, a lack of resources, it causes us to fear what might be. So competition actually is ingrained in fear rather than a place of co- creation. Thomas Edison didn't create the light bulb to compete with candlestick makers. Elon Mm. Musk didn't create Tesla to compete with the car companies. Jeff Bezos didn't try to compete with eBay. He created something completely different. So... Like what you were saying before, when you create strategic connections, one, they're helping you, and two, you are helping them. From the same resources, you have actually multiplied it. Rather than looking at the other person as competition. Because Mm -hmm. when you create from a place of competition, you end up in a place of unfulfillment. There are many people that have created billions from a pure place of competition. But when you create from a place of competition, it's like when you're climbing the wall on a ladder, you get to the top of the wall and then you kick the ladder off the wall. So you're the only one that can be up there. Creation is getting to the top of the wall and helping others get up with you. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. And so important, I feel, for the new generation of entrepreneurs that are moving into a world where what you said about creation and collaboration is going to be the determining mark, whether you're going to be successful or not. Because the world is tired of... of these fake it until you make it kind of philosophies. You know, we used to believe politicians and business leaders, every word that came out of their mouth was the truth. Now, if you look at the world, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why there are so many conspiracy theories that are prominently propagated throughout the world. Whether they are true or not doesn't matter. They might be true or might not. But the point is that so many people are losing trust in these old 
outdated paradigms because they see through them. They see through them. They're like, they're all about disconnection. They're all about being, being a zombie. They're all about not being, not being conscious, being asleep, right? Being disconnected from that true source. And I feel you're providing a blueprint for entrepreneurs to use a different way of creating in this world through strategic uh, collaborations, through doing the inner work, through connecting with your own innate purpose and asking yourself these questions, you know, what am I choosing? Another question that helps me a lot is who am I being in this situation? Like if there's a, if there, if I, if I look at a client and the, uh, one of my clients and the client, and I feel frustrated because the client isn't doing the work, who I'm being is frustrated. And so with that sense of being, I'm moving into the relationship with my client. And so with that, possibilities are limited. However, if I, if I come into the space from a place of being authentic and vulnerable and open and non-judgmental, I am expanding what is possible in this relationship by a factor of 10 to 100 or even more than that. And with that, now my clients become true allies. That's when you can build a business purely based on referrals. Most of my business comes purely based from referrals. Every other day, you know, one of my old clients here, meet Mario Bum. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And that's because I've done the inner work. So I think what you are bringing forward here is very powerful and very important. And as we come to the end of our conversation, I do want to ask you a question that has, is sitting with me. And that is, do you believe that every single human being has an innate purpose? And if they do not fulfill that purpose, they would could be considered as a failure. The reason I ask you this question is because I personally make a distinction between purpose and mission. To me personally, life's purpose is about being alive and having the experiences that you are having. To me, mission is having something in your life that is unique to you that you may not even accomplish in your life, but it is something that you align yourself with and that allows you to be the best you can be. And yet I'm very open to your perspective and would love to hear how you look at that. I, I love it. Um, I, and maybe we're interchanging purpose and mission and just giving it different labels. Um, mm -hmm. I still believe everyone's born with a mission in life. Do I believe everyone taps into it? No, I don't. Do I believe more right. and more people are starting to? Absolutely. I mean, I think our parents was not a very prominent question, like what is your life's purpose or even trying to discover that. Right. And now the paradigm is shifting, right? We've seen with COVID, there's that, there's the, there was the great resignation. I mean, people leaving the workplace and all this stuff because they realized yeah. there was a, a mission that they were on. And COVID, I think, actually accelerated that. Uh, so I, what you define as your mission, but I would define as what I'm talking about as purpose. Do I mm, believe everyone okay. has one? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, what's funny, some, a science that humans had been practicing for thousands on thousands of years was astrology. And if you look at all the monolithic sites on, in the world, you know, the pyramids, Stonehenge, uh, Gobleki Tepe, all the things, Chichen Itza in Mexico, Machu Picchu, all the things were literally built. Mind you, with our technology today, we could not replicate those things. Yeah. So maybe we're not as advanced as we think we are just yet. <laughs> 
And maybe they knew things that we didn't or we haven't remembered just yet. I believe we've gotten away from this astrology science and I'm not an astrologer. And I used to think it was a little like some hocus pocus because of horoscopes. But I don't, horoscopes are not astrology. It's very, astrology is just like what we were defining as mindset. You can go very deep. And if you Mm. look at how astrology reads, we were all born with the planets aligned in some way, shape, or form that have certain energies. And if you just think of, depending on where the moon is in relationship to the world, the level of the sea can be a foot or two higher or, you know, a third of a meter or higher Mm. or lower. And purely thinking about that, now imagine every single planet and depending on where they're all at, there are different energies that are completely working on the earth. Through the astrology, you'll realize that you have certain purposes. You have certain personalities that actually accentuate certain purposes. Like you're a Leo, right? So you've got certain personality and through that personality, you can express, for example, if we have the same exact purpose in life, but we have two completely different personalities, we are expressing that in two different ways. So I believe we all have a certain reason why we're here. And if you want to get to the very bottom of purpose, I believe our soul's purpose is purely to evolve. Mm. To evolve and experience. Yeah. Yeah. And what we do through our mission is actually the highest version of our evolution and the highest version of experience. Because it's Mm -hmm. not just to live, it's the beingness of our life. Not just being here, but being who we are, continuously creating the next version of ourselves continuously creating the experiences from our beingness and experiencing it that by expressing who we are. Hmm. Hmm. What a beautiful way to end a powerful conversation, a very inspiring way. David, thank you very much for being here. I want to let people know how can people find you? What's the best way to connect with you? And you also talked about um, the seven steps to uncovering your purpose. How can people get access to that? So if you go to my website, the-potentialist.com, you can read a little bit more about me. And under resources, there's actually the seven levels deep uh exercise you can actually download the pdf um and on instagram you can find me at the dot potentialist uh david corsini on linkedin facebook and yeah thank you all for coming and listening to us today and thank you for listening all the way through um Because sometimes people just listen to little snippets. So if you've gotten to this point, thank you for listening all the way through. Beautiful. And thank you for hosting such an incredible (laughs) podcast. Uh, There's no better term for you than Zenpreneur. (laughs) Because your roots are just so deeply grounded into the earth. Like... As below, so above for you, because you're just that rooted, and it's uh, you've created an incredible space for people to share and for people to come and experience with us, and that 
just goes to a testament of who you are and who you're constantly being and always improving yourself that you can see the journey even through your podcast. I'm sure all of your listeners continuously get more and more value from it because you are consistently creating more and more value. Thank you very much. That is a, a beautiful, beautiful way to to say goodbye to everybody. I truly appreciate you, David, for the time, space, and the energy, the wisdom, and the value that you brought here. Thank you for being a part of this Zenpreneur uh, podcast journey. Thank you for listening. And uh, I will be sure to add all the links in the show notes. And uh, I will see you on the next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day.